This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. My name is Jacob. I'm 28 and just here to talk about all things dating in New York, happy to share my experience and I don't know, whatever, whatever you're feeling. I'm really excited to see where this conversation goes. So a little context for everyone, Jacob and I have a mutual friend and I was talking to that friend about the episodes and I was like, yeah, like if you, I feel like you might have friends who would want to come on. And I was thinking initially, like, I know a lot of her like girlfriends and that's kind of where my head was at. And she was like, oh, I know the perfect guy, my friend Jacob, like he would be so perfect for this. I'm going to text him. I'm like, okay, I know absolutely nothing about Jacob, but I trust you. Sure. So here we are. And I'm very excited to have you. Well, thank you for having me. Love Erica. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm sure you met David yes. before. David's one of my best friends from college. We've definitely, you know, have our fair share of dating stories. 
Oh, I'm sure. Unlike Erica, who downloads a dating app, goes on one date, and that's it. <laughs> that's so funny. And also, I, I think I, I'm sure she told you about their first date, but I'm, wasn't it at like a TED TED theme bar? It was like a name theme <laughs> bar. That's like yeah. so David and Erica. It was just like the perfect first date for them. <laughs> It was game over after that. Oh, for Um, sure. Well, I'm really excited to have you. Let's start kind of by setting the stage with what's going on for you right now in your dating life. Um, Luckily, I've been, I met someone on Hinge about a year ago and we've, yeah, we're coming up on our year anniversary, which I'm very excited about. She's the best. Um, we, it was one of those periods where Hinge was just getting, and I guess dating apps in general for me were just getting so frustrating. It just felt like I was meeting people. We talked for a little bit, um, and then it would kind of fizzle out. And I feel like that just, that happened a lot. Um, and like a lot of other people, I would just, you know, download it, erase it, download it, erase it, kind of back and forth. Um, but yeah, Grace and I matched in December, I get in December 2022. Um, we went on a date and then she went home. She's from Florida. She went home to Florida for the holidays and we both were like, we don't know, if, you know, we're going to keep talking like we really liked each other. But you know how it goes when you're away for a couple weeks. Um, but we talked every day and it's definitely the strongest relationship I've ever had. Wow. Okay. A few questions from that. First of all, happy one year. That's amazing and exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Second of all, also fellow hinge success story here. So nice. all, all in the fam, what was it about her profile or your profile to her that got you guys onto a date? Um, I really liked her style and kind of the, it was clear. I'm in like the, I'm in the media space and it was clear from the style of her photographs that she also was. Um, And then I, I messed this up at the very beginning, but um, she said that her favorite food on the app was rice and beans. And I thought that, I, I don't know if you're a Weezer fan, but there's a Weezer song called pork and beans. I messed okay. it up, but I was like, oh, are you talking about the like the Weezer song or like whatever? I, I messed it up, but that at least got my foot in the door. Wow. And she was probably like, what? No, I actually really like rice and beans. <laughs> yeah. She was like, no, I'm just talking about the food. Well, you know what? I love that she had that in her profile because some people, I, I feel like that's something where Rice and beans isn't necessarily the coolest thing to have on your profile, but it's something that is genuinely true to her. And that was the icebreaker for you guys. And I feel like people try so hard to put their best foot forward or be so cool in their profiles. But really, you have to put like weird or unique things about you. Like me and my fiance matched because I had something in my profile about the Jonas Brothers. That's not cool. But for the right person, it stood out. Yeah, 100% agree. And I feel like I feel like it's so important to just like show your personality as much as you can in your profile. It's tough. I mean, it's really tough. The questions are, you know, you and I both know they're, they can get a little stale and um, you see so many of the same answers over and over again. But I just like seeing someone that's willing to be like to show their goofy side or show something that isn't, you know, a typical safe answer for some of these things, you know? 
Yeah. And it sounds like what you mentioned about her photos, it sounds like she was showing, not telling parts of her personality that attracted you to her as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. She did, she did a good job of doing both. And it was enough that I was like, I feel like just based on this, we could hit it off. What was the transition from chatting on the app to actually making that first date happen? So yeah, winter 2022. At this point, I was so frustrated in dating and like the the whole like talking on Hinge for so long that I was pretty I was pretty quick at the gate. It was probably like, I don't know, three back and forths, four back and forth, something like that. And then I was just like, hey, like would love to grab a drink. Um, and then I immediately just wanted to take her to a place that was a little different and showed, you know, that I kind of like scoping out different places in different areas of New York. Um, and she liked that. So yeah, we set it up pretty quick. Where'd you go? Um, we went to this place called Turks and Frogs. It's like a it's wine bar in, I think it's West Village. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it, it ended up working out because now I know that she's a, she's a big, big wine drinker. She's teaching me so much about it. So it definitely set the stage. Oh, I love that. I, you mentioned that she was going home for a few weeks with the holidays. This is something that comes up a lot, actually, where like after one or two dates, somebody's going away for a while. Even like one of my friends sent me an eight minute voice note today. It may as well have been a podcast, but she sent me an eight minute voice note about how she had this great date with this guy and she's like actually excited about him and she never gets excited about anyone. And she feels like, down on herself because she's going on a work trip for three weeks and she's like, should I like fly back to see him again? Or like, well, I hate myself if I do that. So what led you, you mentioned that like you talked every day. Did you guys like address that you wanted to talk before, like while she was gone or how did that really unfold? Because people put a lot of pressure on keeping in touch when someone's gone in those early stages. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess I kind of like, I was trying to test the waters a little bit and I, and by talking every day, I would say we were maybe sending like one or two texts. So it was pretty like pretty casual and distanced, but it was enough to be like, Oh, like you're on my mind would want to see you when you come back. Kind of like, that's just what I was trying to give off. So it was, I think it was literally like one to at, at the beginning, you know, had such a great time. would love to see you when you're back. Um, and that's then key. After- that's key right there. 100%. You send that right after the first date. You obviously like, you know, not as soon as she, you know, not as soon as you both split, but you know, that night, the next morning, something like that, just showing that you had a good time and that you want to continue to get to know them a little bit more. And I think there's, there are things that you can do that are showing that without being too forward. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like those little texts like that, it at least is like a subtle way to keep that showing that you're interested. Absolutely. I think we tend to overcomplicate things and try and like read between the lines and read into things too much where it is really as simple as just telling the other person would love to see you when you're back. And I think that it's so simple, but it changes the tone so much where you both know where you're at. There doesn't have to be this anxiety and second guessing and questioning and assuming you just know where you're at. And that way, you can go off or the person can leave and go about their life and not worry. Do they want to see me when I'm back? For sure. 
for sure. And I feel like there's so much, there's so much game playing out there. So much, you know, muddy water when it comes to, do they like me? Do they not like me after a first date? And I know, I mean, it's definitely happened with probably every one of my friends and coworkers who I talked to about it. They're always doing the guessing game. Um, and that kind of leads to just like extreme reading in between the lines and, you know, even to the point where it's like you are reading full on text to your friends, just being like, okay, this word was here. Do you think that means whatever? And it just gets like, I feel bad when, when people deal with that. I've definitely had to deal with stuff like that. And transparency for me has always just been important. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, presently has your back. 
Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. It really, yeah, we've all been there, I think. And it's so funny. I can't imagine like if somebody, if the sender knew what the receiver was going through to try and like understand their text that they formed in eight seconds. And then there's like 80 minutes spent trying to understand what it means. It's like, it's not that deep. Like it's really not, it's really not. And we don't text our friends or like, we don't decipher our friends text like that and ask everyone we know at work and in our group chats, how to understand it and digest it. Like it's, it's crazy that it's gotten so out of hand that we do this constantly in dating. Right. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's, it's tough that that, I feel like that has almost become the norm when it's, when it comes to dating, especially in a city like New York. Um, I don't know. I feel like, and maybe you feel differently, but I feel like so many people when they're on these apps, they're, they date. And if they like someone, they're always like, okay, but maybe I could find someone better. It's always like the, maybe I could, you know, I really like this situation, but maybe like, and I think that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous headspace. Yeah. It's because we, it seems like there's infinite possibilities at the tips of our fingers and one swipe away. And I think that makes it really tough for people when, when one person is like, feeling really good about where they're at and the other person's like, okay, this is good, but like, could it be 1% better? Right. Do you find that your guy friends compared to your girlfriends overthink in the same way or is what you're seeing different? Um, I think that there are definitely some guy friends and some girlfriends that I have that have dealt with dating in general in such similar ways like I have friends that I have guy and girlfriends who have I've sat with them they've read every every word of every text to decipher it but then I'll have friends who are very it's I feel like there's such a spectrum but I feel like for the most part on both sides there's like this anxiety I mean I definitely have some friends that they really don't think through their responses they they are not reading into you know, how long it took you to respond or any of those things that you think they're thinking about. I know so many guys that just like really do not think of anything like that. Um, so I guess it it really depends, but I've definitely had every end of the spectrum, both my guy and girlfriends. With those guy friends that really aren't reading into it or thinking twice about it, do yeah. you think that they have like a better experience with dating or are they just, is it that they're confident in themselves and they don't care to like think into it? Or is it that maybe they're less intentional about dating? Like where do you think their head is at and does it impact their experience? I feel like in the cases that I've been closest to, it's usually because they're less experienced 
And it's like they're less used to, you know, waiting for... I mean, I feel like it's people that were big in, like, the college hookup culture where, like, that was more of their focus than finding a relationship. And so in those days, it, it kind of, like, it put them in a headspace where it was like, okay, like, I could not stress about this and still hook up consistently, but now I'm trying to find a partner and, you know, it's not the same. Right. It's so funny because I almost feel like ignorance is bliss in a way where how nice would it be to be quote unquote an experience with modern dating where you don't overthink things and you just send the text and read the text and say like, oh, okay, that means what that means. Right. Yeah. I, I, I wish. I wish more people would just say what they mean over text. And I, I wish people were more, you know, straight up. Yeah, we would all be better off. You're in this wonderful relationship now. Mm-hmm. What about before you and Grace met? What was your dating life like? What were some dating experiences that maybe you wish like you had approached differently? Is there anything that stands out to you? Um, I feel like going into college, I was in the situation that so many people were in, you know, long distance relationship with my high school sweetheart from Cleveland. And then I went to school in New York. Um, she was still, uh, she was a senior in high school when I was a freshman in college. So it was that classic, you know, driving home every break, the late night calls, like that kind of thing. Um, but it was a pretty tumultuous relationship for the most part. Um, we were open for a little bit. You know, there were things that happened that really overcomplicated it. Um, and then we broke up and we got back together probably somewhere between three or four times until April twen- 2022, I think. So it was on and off for a, for a long time. Um, and I think that there were things that I was so used to in that relationship that I just thought that that's how every relationship worked, how, you know, I just thought that that was the main mold for what a relationship was to me. Um, So it got to the point where I just, you know, it, I knew that we weren't right for each other. And it got to a point where it, unfortunately it was like the distance was there and it got a little, it wasn't the, it wasn't the best towards the end. Um, which definitely was a shame since we were seeing each other for a long time. But after that, I kind of, I wanted to take a little, I wanted to take a little break. I kind of took it easy. I didn't really, you know, being in a long distance relationship is you pretty much just have a relationship with your phone, texting all the time, calling all the time. It's hard to be really in the moment. So I just tried to hang out with my friends more, kind of just be more in the moment living in New York. Um, and I think once I started kind of getting back out there, I definitely got carried away with some people that I was seeing. I just got really excited really quick. And I think that some, I was kind of like, oh, wow, like I, I met this person right out of this relationship. This is it. And I probably had like, I don't know, three or four of those that would last anywhere between a couple weeks to like a couple months. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was trying to set up a date probably every at least once every two weeks something like that once I really like got the bug again for it I tried to I tried to do it pretty consistently um and then 
yeah, it was just in that time where I was really frustrated, where I had, you know, it, it seemed like I had met so many people that I thought would I would be good with and that I really thought we hit it off. Um, and it just didn't work out. And so I was pretty discouraged. So by the time I met Grace, I really wasn't expecting like, I, I kind of just had this negative mindset about it. I was like, ah, oh, this is just going to be another one of those, you know, we'll talk for a couple weeks. And, but I was surprised. That's so interesting. Do you think that you got into that pattern of like meeting someone and being like, oh, this is going to go the distance this is going to work? Um, distance, no pun intended, but, um, because you were so used to relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think I was just trying to figure out what it meant to not have, cause I feel like for my life, it's kind of been like, even when we were apart, that high school relationship was kind of this anchor that kept me down that it kind of just messed with my head when it came to trying to find other people, trying to like think about anything future related with anyone else. And so I kind of felt like I was starting fresh right after that. Um, and so I didn't really know. I think I was just like mistaking these feelings of, you know, being excited over new people with like, oh, we're soulmates, like, you know, that kind of that kind of thought process. But yeah, it was all it was pretty foreign to me when I started, you know, getting back out there. Yeah, I definitely did that way too often. And I don't really think I had a valid excuse like you did for that. So <laughs> right there with you. No, I get it. When it came to starting your relationship now, what did you try and approach it in a different way? Because your last relationship was tumultuous at times and didn't, you know, allow you to be the best version of yourself. Like, how did you approach getting into this new relationship? And you mentioned it's like the healthiest relationship and really wonderful. So I'd love to hear how you went from like, a, I don't want to say toxic, but a, not the healthiest relationship to now a year into one. Yeah, I think that at the very beginning, it was just so important to me that we put, kind of put everything out in the open. And I just tried to be as honest as I could be with her about relationships that I've had, ways that I've, you know, things that I've done that haven't been so right, things that I want to work at, things that I know haven't worked in relationships that I've been a part of. I really just try to hold myself accountable for, you know, my past relationships. Um, and not in like, you know, and I wanted to hear about her experiences, what was, and obviously this didn't come as like a sit down in a chair across from each other. Like, all right, let's, let's get it all out. But I think just over time I was like, okay, you know, kind of chipping away at like the relationship history and things that you like in relationships, things that you don't like things that have hurt you, things that don't. And then trying as hard as I can to be conscious about it, trying to set a tone where it's like, I want us to have open communication about all of these things all the time. I never want to, you know, I never want you to be overthinking something in your head. Like I want to just talk about it and let's try to take those things that were negative in both of our relationships and just try to hammer those out. So that is not a part of ours. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. 
I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? 
Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Every single girl listening to this right now is like, oh my God, where do I find his twin brother (laughs) no I love all of this and and I think that's exactly like that is how you do it with open communication from the start I'm curious how early on did you guys start having these more like vulnerable conversations about your past experiences and where you would want this to go um I think like when when she got back from her trip it's probably a couple weeks after our first date um we started seeing each other pretty consistently. And I wouldn't say right at the very beginning, but you know, it was just, it it was those times that would feel natural. That would just be like, I, I, it might've even been, I forget what the card game is. Um, there's like a, we're not really strangers. Yes. That. Yeah. Great game. Highly recommend. It's great. Highly recommend it. And it definitely is like, I was nervous at the beginning. I was really nervous because she was like, I really want to play this game. Like maybe this can be a way where we can kind of like start asking things. Um, I was really nervous at first because my last relationship, there were just a lot of hidden things and, you know, it became clear out of nowhere that we weren't on the same page about certain things. But, and I made that really clear, kind of my hesitation towards that and my anxiety of just being like, I'm nervous for some sort of ball to drop playing something like this but kind of started off something like that and then she would every so often you know mention something about a relationship she was in and I'd always try to say like listen like do you want to talk about it like I would love to hear about it if you don't want to talk about it that's completely okay but like I want to understand what you've what you've gone through and what your what your history has been so that I can do the best I can to not you know put you through any of that. No, I I love all of that so much. And it sounds like actually, even though you were nervous, first of all, I applaud you for expressing that you were nervous. I think that's the best thing you can do, whether it's being nervous about opening up in a certain type of way or being nervous about answering certain questions or even just being nervous about being on a first date. Like the best thing you can do is just like show your humanity and say like, oh, this scares me. I'm nervous right now because um, sure. that, that also gave her the opportunity to show up for you and help you through it. And I think that's a great way to, you know, test out compatibility and, and see, can this work and can this person be what I need them to be? Um, and I also love that, you know, you allowed each other to dig, dig deeper. But what you said of like asking you don't have to talk about this, but if you want to, we can, but you don't like also don't have to. I think that just gives this like safety net and sense of comfort that I really. For sure. And anytime that I mentioned that I was, you know, nervous about bringing something up or she blew me away with how receptive she was and how kind and sweet and just really holding my hand every step of the way, if there was anything that had been a little more difficult in the past. So it was so clear that like, she just, wanted to be there and wanted to help me and wanted to, you know, work things through together. And it just really, that was such a pleasant surprise just because I've never really had anything like that. I've definitely, you know, 
I've dated people that have been that have been great for sure, but I feel like this was it just showed that she had such like emotional maturity and was just willing to kind of go at it with me, which yeah. was great. I love that and I'm so happy that that seems like it really set the foundation for a great relationship. So happy for you both. Thank you. While I have you here, I think the Seeing Other People listeners would be mad if I didn't ask you some questions that they sent in because everyone's favorite thing on this podcast is to get a guy's opinion. So for how sure. do you feel about answering some of these? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So first one we have is lately I've been talking to guys on Hinge and Bumble and after multiple messages back and forth and when the conversation lends itself, I've asked them to meet up for a drink. They say yes, some enthusiastically, quote, I'd absolutely love to, end quote, and then they stop responding. Any advice? That's tough. I mean, I just don't understand. First of all, I just don't understand if if you put yourself out there that you want to get a drink and they respond well. I don't I don't know. I don't understand why they would even use their energy or your energy to say that they were into that or like that idea. Like I just think that that's a waste of everyone's time. It's definitely not on you. It's definitely not on you. I I mean, I think whoever wrote that did the right thing by, you know, putting themselves out there, you know, not not waiting for the guy to ask, which I feel like you know, when I talk to my coworkers, it's a lot of like doing that dance of uh, the guy hasn't asked me, but no, I think they did the right thing. I think if they don't respond, then I think dodge a bullet. That's kind of what right. I think, you know, it's not like you could have worded it any differently or done anything differently. It's just like, clearly they weren't serious about it or it, it wouldn't have worked out. So I think that, yeah, dodge a bullet on it. I agree. I think if it keeps happening and you feel like every single time this is the same result, then I would try one of two things. I would say maybe take a step back and let them ask you. I know that's frustrating. And trust me, I hate that I'm saying that because I'm the biggest proponent for ask them out and don't wait around and go after what you want. But just to try something different, or I would say make it a little more specific and say like, would love to meet up for a drink. Like, is there a night you're up for it next week? That way they can't just be like, yeah, I'd love to. And then fizzle out. Cause maybe it's just like, they're busy. They didn't see it. Their plans got booked up. Who the hell knows? But like just getting something more committal on the books. But I agree. Like you're not doing anything wrong. And if people are going to say yes and then disappear, then yeah, I, you dodged a bullet for sure. Yeah. But also I, I agree with what you say about if you're going to make a plan, make it a specific plan, because usually when it's so general, that just gives, that opens the door for cancellation, that opens the door for, you know, forgetfulness. And also, it's just easy to have that fade, like have, I don't know, it's just, it's easy for that to fizzle out if... Or to like slip through the cracks. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. I would love a guy's thought process on not deleting photos of exes from their Instagram pages. I've been exclusively dating a guy for three months, and I don't know how to bring up how uncomfortable I am seeing photos of him and his ex online. They still follow each other on Instagram, and I'm wondering if that's the reason he's never posted a photo of the two of us together. Oh, that's tough. I honestly have not thought about it. I, I guess, have photos of my ex exes on my Instagram, 
but it's not for any. I mean, if if I was ever with anyone who wanted me to erase it or not have them there, I would have no problem with that at all. It really hasn't been anything that I've thought about. Like, oh, I wanna I wanna keep their presence on my. I think the the red flag for me is that they're really hesitant posting photos with you on their social media and that they get defensive about posting a photo about of you and then not erasing a photo of an ex. I think that gets a little murky. Um, but I would love your take on that. Yeah. I guess I wonder, has an opportunity come up? Like you've been exclusively dating for three months. So like, do you have pictures together that like, have you been inclined to post or have you said to him like, Oh, like, ha 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 should we do our instagram debut and he's like protested that or like has it just has the thought not come up like it literally took me and jake getting engaged for him to post me on his instagram and he didn't even post he just accepted the collab post and me in a like former me would have never felt okay with that but i think i just like trusted that his intentions were in the right place I, i think it's it's two part like one do you, is has there, has he given you any other reason to doubt his trust or to doubt where he stands? Like, has anything else come up with the ex or is it just that they still follow each other and he never deleted pictures? Because I think most guys just do not think about it. And if you brought it up to him that it makes you uncomfortable, he'd probably be like, oh my God. Yeah. Like that's, I'm so sorry. I didn't think about it at all. Like happy to do whatever makes you feel better. Yeah, I would say for the most part, if I I know that if I ask any of my best friends anything like that, I, first of all, I guarantee no none of them have deleted photos of their exes just for not thinking about it. For sure, like really, for sure, not thinking about it. Um, but yeah, I think that it would be it would be for it would be very odd if you know that was rolled in with they keep talking to their exes and their other you know they get defensive about erasing it. Then I think that you know you have a problem. Agreed agreed okay the next one says i just got back on dating apps and found the guy that i've had a huge crush on for years is it okay to like and message him how i feel i run into him every now and then but i get too nervous around him to talk i think that you definitely should take a chance you definitely should should swipe on them i don't think that right away you should like profess your love or say like i've had a huge crush on you forever I would just like, you know, I would play it cool and start it off really slow and just, you know, if you're familiar with each other, then I think that that already, you know, it doesn't have to be some random reach out. You can say something that maybe you have in common, but I would not, I would not put all your marbles in one basket at the very beginning, just because that could come off a little strong. Agreed. And with the part that this person said, I get too nervous around him to talk, like, He's not, he's not the greatest thing to ever walk the planet. He's just a guy. Like he does embarrassing things. He makes mistakes. He like embarrasses himself. Like he's just a person. So he would, it would be awesome if it worked out with the two of you guys, but you got to take him off of this. I don't want to say in this case pedestal, but like you got to take him off that pedestal if you ever want a chance at it working out. Cause like, he's just a person and you can't be that intimidated where you're too nervous to talk to him because yeah, if you talk sure. to him, you want him to like you for you. Yeah. And, and also like if you, I mean, easier said than done, obviously 100%. it's, it's so normal to be, to be nervous, you know, in a situation like that. But I think just 
you want to be able to show your personality. You want to you want to be able to properly put yourself out there in a way that's not like the most nervous, clammy. I'm talking to like the guy type mindset. My celebrity crush. Yeah. Yeah, that's just. I think you're setting yourself up for failure if you're going to psych yourself out so much. Agreed. But also like, easier imagine, than imagine like there's probably someone out there who thinks of you in that way. And you would hope that they would just talk to you and, and be themselves rather than talking to you as if they were like starstruck. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Two more. Why will he be exclusive with me, but won't make me his girlfriend? Oh, that's that's a that's an interesting question um i hate to admit that i've been there i definitely have been there and have been the person that has i think that there are i think my in my experience it was a situation where i was in college and i was going to be graduating and it was like a senior to freshman situation um and we both made it really clear that when i graduated neither of us wanted to be in any sort of committed relationship leaving college and again i do not say that this is not the right move and if i could go back in time i would change i would definitely change this but um for me it was like okay it's i really like her and it's it's an excuse for me to like spend time with them and date them but also at least in my head tell myself okay maybe at least if we're not maybe if we're not a hundred percent in then when we end this it won't be as hard and I think that that was my mindset and it definitely made things really complicated and wasn't great so I can't really speak I think I think for the most part guys out of college I think for, it just stems from commitment issues, just not wanting to be fully 100% in there. And I don't know. That's tough. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think that is really interesting. And I think a lot of people have been on either side of that situation. And it's funny because it's like you, you did it that way because you thought that it would make it easier and it ended up making it harder. Yeah, for sure. For sure ended up making it harder and in my case it was like an ultimatum and all of these it's just like it's not fair to you and it's definitely not fair to the other person if you're just gonna like half-ass if you're gonna call it exclusive not in a relationship and just half-ass it and have it all it also like i feel like it almost you're giving yourself an excuse to half-ass it in a way yeah um and that's just ends up being toxic this sounds like a really scary thing to do and that's because it is, but I would just ask, like ask that exact same question that you asked us to him. Like, listen, I really like spending time with you and I like hanging out with you and where things are, but I just would love to know why you're willing to be exclusive with me, but not call me your girlfriend. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Learn a lot because even if the answer is not what you want to hear, you would rather hear that now. Definitely. Definitely. It's, it's, it's way better to just say it than having that internal battle with you every day. And then you're extra reading into texts and extra. That's just the the worst, number one worst. Ever. So if you can just rip off the bandaid in whatever situation it is, I think that's just best. 
could not agree more. Okay. My last question for you, and this is something I ask to every single guest on Seeing Other People, what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received? In general, know your worth in a relationship. Don't settle for you know, someone treating you how you don't feel like you deserve to be treated. And that means, you know, them not wanting to be exclusive or them wanting to be exclusive and not in a relationship. Like, don't compromise yourself for someone else. The person you're supposed to be with or you're going to be with is going to accept you, your, you know, well-rounded self and not whatever this pretend person is. So I would say just know your worth. Know your worth, be yourself, and put rice and beans on your profile. Exactly. It's a recipe for successful dating life, relationships, everything you want out there. Jacob, exactly thank that. you so much for being here. This has been amazing. Is there anything I didn't ask you about that you were hoping to share? No, no. I think we, I think we basically covered it all. Amazing. Thank you so much. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you for listening. Send this episode to a friend who needs to hear it. Send it to your friend who is currently spiraling and might feel a little bit better hearing that it doesn't have to be that hard and don't read into things too much. Just send it, send it to them. And if you want to come on an episode of seeing other people, email me at seeing other people podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!